Hello everyone, Brendan Weber, the philosophy guy here. So today, I'm going to say sorry for the delay in this episode. I had to do some reevaluating, which I have to do some time to time um, for the show. And I, I think I figured out a way to kind of help mitigate that. Anyway, I don't want to bore you from the beginning. So if you want to hear the update, stay tuned at the end of the episode. Because I know not everyone probably wants to hear that and got shit to do. But always check out the links below for more content and ways to support the show. You can check out my Patreon, subscribe to my YouTube Hit up the Discord and feel free to reach out for um, you know philosophy content you want more of, and I'll start working on that. So let's jump right into it. So today we are going to get slightly political, uh, not biased political per se, but more so an observation I've had and some frustrations I've had with political discourse and just discourse in general around ideas. I feel like everything's become political in some weird way or fashion, but anyway, it's also just about discourse and ideas. And I know it probably sounds like I'm I'm kind of reiterating what various people have said, but I think maybe I can provide kind of a unique perspective in, in ways and the way I'm thinking about it. But anyway, my point is, in today's culture, everyone seems to be identifying with some sort of ideological identity or group, whether it's Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, Feminist, Humanist, Nihilist, Socialist, Communist, Marxist, um, Anarchist, Vegan, Christian, and the list goes on and on and on and on and on and on. Now, it's not a bad to identify yourself with a group or ideology. I'm not going to pull like a like a Sam Harris where everyone talks about being blinded by this this ideology and political identity politics. Sorry, not blinded by ideology. The title of this is blinded by ideology, so I think that is an issue. But this idea of identity politics, I, I think is is I think the way Sam Harris talks about that is kinda of, he kind of misconstrues that. So I want to get into kind of the human nature side of it. See, it's in our human nature to identify ourselves with groups. And I don't think that's a bad thing. It's our way of kind of inserting our meaning into the world. This identity we formulate helps us understand our world and our meaning in it. But maybe we should step back and consider the possible toxicity of blindly following an ideology, closing our minds to new information, and then leaving us susceptible to being taken advantage of by leaders of these ideologies and these groups. So this is where I've thought about, thought of myself, for example, my political ideology, worldviews, perspectives on life and purpose and understanding of purpose have changed and evolved, which everyone should and everyone does, whether they accept it or deny it. And I understand meaning to be in a state of flux, I guess you could say, and meaning, and meaning is the same. New information comes in perspectives change. Now, this isn't to say I don't have some foundation that I'm constantly building upon. I try to remain skeptical and try to understand the viewpoints from other people's point of view. That's something I try to remind myself of constantly because based on how my views have evolved, it should remind me that, hey, you know, you learned something new and changed your perspective. Maybe that will happen again. So maybe I shouldn't be, you know, act like such an arrogant fuck about my views because chances are my views are going to change again. And whether I admit it to people or not, that means I'm kind of in a way admitting my views were wrong before. That happens all the time, whether people admit it to it or not. Or sometimes they get new information and they don't even want to take that in because they don't want to appear wrong. So they'll defend their wrong view 
till the end. Now, I also don't want to come across as as preachy. I'm still young. I have a lot to learn in life. When I have, when I give my opinion on this show, I'll try to justify it. But by no means does this mean I can't be convinced otherwise. I started this podcast to express things I find interesting. If people want to listen, I'm glad. Unfortunately, many have. But if if people don't, that's fine too. It, it helps me express my thoughts, my views, and overall better understand myself. And maybe it helps someone understand themselves and their views along the way. Anyway. Let me step off the podium and back to the viewpoints on ideology. And I kind of felt like the need to say that because I am young and doing this and you know I don't feel like I have any sort of expertise because I'm still trying to learn a lot. So I kind of wonder if, you know, who gives a shit about my opinion, right? But that's why I try to try to bring this stuff back to ideas as much as I can. I'm not gonna say I ever do that perfectly or by any means and I have a lot of improvement to do, but I like to think that. You know, this helps me express my views so I can better understand myself. But anyway, enough of that bullshit. What is an ideology? So maybe we should start with the dictionary definition. Ideology is a systematic body of concepts, especially about human life or culture. Seems fair enough, right? Human life and culture. Pretty simple definition. But what makes us identify with an ideology more strongly or fight argue and debate others over opposing ideologies someone we we see as being the alternative viewpoint and we'll get into that where we almost people like to see them as the enemy see i think our strongest identifiable identifiable ideology is the one we find ourselves most outraged about because people enjoy the feeling of self-righteousness a reaction that bleeds into a feeling of moral superiority we also really want to be fucking right. I try to remind myself of this, but man, if if you follow me on Twitter, you know I'm still working on it. I am definitely a work in progress, I admit that. But considering the fact that some of the most identifiable ide- ideologies deal with ethical and economic theories centered around politics, then this outrage theory makes sense. Politics is something our culture is in constant contact with, even more so nowadays, through the media, social media, family gatherings, and the the effect legislation has on our everyday life. We find ourselves pulled into identifying with particular political groups. And I also think that a lot of this has to do with the internet, the digital age, how we're all connected. Because before, you know, back in the day, before there was the internet, and this was before my time, People, you know, it, it took a while to really grow an audience in a sense. Not, not Maybe not just to grow an audience, but be able to t- have your opinion and people always able to hear it. Whether it's a handful, whether it's a hundred, thousand, a million, whatever it is, there is some way to have an audience. Where before... You could have opinions before the internet, before the digital age, you could have an opinion and and nobody would listen to you. No one would give a shit. No one would care. No one would want to care. They'd be like, well, why should I care about your opinion? There'd be a lot more, you had to to be a lot more persuasive is what I'm trying to say. And like, look at me, like I can create this podcast, have a few good episodes out there, it grows a little bit and have a few thousand people listening to every episode in like the first week or whatever it is. It, you know, it's it gives people an easier way to get an audience. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing by any means. I would not say that because I enjoy podcasting, doing the YouTube thing, writing, and all that good stuff. I enjoy 
that aspect of it. So I would never complain about it. But I'm just identifying why or trying to figure out why this dichotomy has been existing in our, our culture as of somewhat recently in the past, you know, few years, you could say in the past few years, it's gotten worse. Like why has it been the case that this political divide that everyone talks about is occurring and this, this discussion of ideas has become so toxic because everyone has this feeling that their opinion should be heard and then it gives them, when, they're, when they have that feeling that their opinion should be heard, it gives them this feeling inside that in some way they are right because they are getting affirmation from various echo chambers in the internet. So that was a little bit of a ramble, but so let's... So, What's the problem with this outrage? See, each of these groups is under a constant state of outrage, it feels like. At least it feels like, at least in my eyes. You can you can disagree with me, and maybe you think your group is not outraged, but I'm witnessing outrage across the board. What brings these groups together? What creates the group? Is it having similar perspectives or do they they hold similar emotional responses to things facing society? People who identify themselves with certain ideologies identify with the outrage within that ideology. Take libertarians, outraged by abuses of power throughout society, especially by the government. Then you have feminists, they're outraged by the oppression of women by men oftentimes associated with those outraged by white people oppressing minority populations. It's, it's kind of created its own like side group along with that group. Then you have nationalists or Trump supporters, however you want to name them, outraged by foreigners coming into their identifiable group, in this case, their country. You know, we're losing to China. Our nation is being taken by Mexico. Sharia law is coming. Those, those type of things. Socialists outraged by capitalism oppressing the working class. The rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer. There's even an identifiable group that is outraged by the outrage. I'll call them meta-outraged. The meta-outraged group. Outraged at people being outraged by everything that opposes their ideology. And I would coin this as the intellectual dark web. They would definitely probably fall under this category. They're probably the the most identifiable group that best falls under that. And Dave Rubin is the perfect example of being outraged over outrage. And like, I hate to bring up Twitter again. I don't want to, I don't want to be that podcaster that just talks about, Oh, I did this on Twitter today, but yeah, I definitely express my frustrations with the way Dave Rubin operates in his whole system, but we'll, we'll get into that to, to a different day. So what do all of these kind of groups and viewpoints have in common besides outrage? Well, they all point their outrage to opposing ideologies. Our point, our opponent is winning. Ah, oh, we must do something. What are we going to do? We must rally around the flag and do something. Each group supposes the correct response to horrible perceived injustice is immense, identifiable outrage. This isn't to say one group can't be more right than another. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is each group tries to create these these absolute dichotomies to compare each other, trying to make it us versus them. You know, we're the good guys. You got to take down the bad guys. But if I've learned anything in my 24 short years, it's the world is anything but black and white in most cases. But why is outrage so blinding to people? And, and, and this, again, I don't want to like act like I'm preaching as though, oh, I'm so above this, 
this blinded by ideology thing I'm talking about. I agree. I am probably am blinded by certain viewpoints I hold too strongly and and don't take in uh, counter evidence enough and all that. I'm not saying that, but even if someone falls to this, you can still be kind of self-aware of it. It helps keep you in check a bit, right? But people within these groups, they, they seek out stories and information that fits their preconceived narrative. Also, they're more apt to dismiss opposing evidence that goes against their ideological narrative. Many people within these groups fail to confirm the facts and stories that support their narrative, making them easily fooled and more likely to spread false information. You know, fool a feminist by telling them a story about an oppressed minority. Fool a libertarian by telling a story of a corrupt politician. Fool a conservative by telling them a story about a violent immigrant. And then they will surely tweet something about it, sounding like a uh, conservative infomercial is what I've kind of coined them. There's there's a lot of uh, young con- conservatives that this have decided to make all of their perspectives from their baby boomer conservatives and sound like an infomercial. But anyway, you can fool a socialist by telling them a story about the fraudulent actions of a corporation. See, we cannot allow ourselves to be fooled by these these false stories merely because it fits our narrative. Even if these anecdotal stories are true, we should be careful in using them as a method for pointing fingers at opposing ideologies, where we say, ha, see you fool, I'm right and you're wrong, look at this, blah, blah, blah. How does that help dialogue? How does that that dichotomy of, I'm right, you're wrong, let's, let's fight it out, let's debate, what does that do? We should be conscious of our ideologies' narratives and be willing to question the information being spread by our, by our own ideology. Nobody wants to be made for a fool, but maybe sometimes we have to accept that we will be made a fool when we are wrong. It's not bad to be a fool in that sense. My point in making this episode comes from my continued frustration. I just feel like everyone is yelling all the time. Everyone wants to believe their ideology, whether it's political, religious, or whatever it is. They want to believe it's it's so easy to understand. It's so obvious. Why, why isn't everyone seeing it the way I'm seeing it? Well, maybe because everyone has different experiences, different life experiences, they go through different things, different emotional traumas, all that stuff. All that stuff messes with your ability to reason. Maybe we should just admit, sometimes, holding a certain viewpoint isn't such an obvious thing. It's something that, that is takes in with your life experiences and evolves and is constantly changing and evolving. So I say, you know, ask yourself, have you ever changed your mind on anything? What made you change your mind? Is it possible the answers we seek are not not so simple? You know, all I want is for some some fucking nuance in our discussions. That's all. Now, my little announcement. So, if you're you're a regular listener of the show, you might have noticed I went on another hiatus, but I'm back. I've been working on my writing, content ideas, and part of the delay comes from me trying to get my YouTube channel up and running a little bit. But the update. My YouTube will be a more, I think, this is kind of my my idea at least, will be a more organized version of this show with kind of visual representation. I know I've kind of said that before in in various things, but with some content will be, some content will be exclusively on my podcast. This episode likely will be, or at least this version. And I want to use my podcast as the more personal version of my show where 
you know, you, the audience helps me figure out my perspective and more free flowing, express my ideas and see kind of how I feel about the way I express them. And then, then sometimes I'll break these episodes down and make it more concise for some version of YouTube or kind of slightly altered a little bit, if that makes sense. I don't, I don't want to call my podcast like a rough draft because I feel like it's, it's, uh, you know, as, as though I'm insulting the audience in some way, but it's a rough draft in the sense that you get to kind of get a more backdoor perspective on my thoughts and my motivations for creating said YouTube videos. Cause right now I'm working on another kind of, I don't want to call it a motivational one cause it's not really motivational, but more of like a philosophy, uh, focused one where, you know, kind of, it gets, I'm hoping it gets people to think I'm not saying I'm going to succeed at that, but that's the idea behind it where I've, already done some kind of commentary ones where it's like a back and forth on a video. I've already done that. So I'm trying to try various things, but I think both platforms have their own purpose and I want to have it fit the show fit for each perspective version and each perspective platform. So content wise, it'll be much of the same, you know, I'm not, you know, philosophy and culture will be the name of the game. Essentially still a lot of perspectives on films, TV shows, books, and public figures, all that good stuff, but also some just general philosophy ideas that I've been thinking about discussions of life, maybe some um, politics occasionally kind of like this one's a little bit political and I'd like to keep it like this style of politics where it's not too dividing uh, and, and stuff like that. But if you guys want that more divide, like if you guys want my opinion, um, maybe let me know. Cause if I get enough emails asking for that, you know, I will do occasionally on that, but I don't want this show to be just Brendan Weber's show talking about his various opinions that no one gives a shit about. But so I want to have, basically my point is I want to have variety because I'm sporadic in my interest. If I don't, or if I only do analysis on films and TV shows, I'll go weeks without making something like I just did. It's not that I don't enjoy enjoy it by any, by any means, but the excitement is up and down for me. So I want to tweak my show to fit my sporadic interests. So I'm always working on something that I'm interested in, basically constantly putting out content. So let me know if you or what you're interested in as well, because I like to take that into account. But again, I'm not in expert on life. I still make lots of fuck ups in my days and bad decisions. So if I ever give a life advice, be willing to think I'm a fucking idiot and I have interests that I enjoy learning about maybe too much. And maybe my understandings of how little I know will help you understand something about the world a bit better. Ideally, that's the goal at least. So as always, thank you for support and I will talk to you next time. Peace.